Welcome to Truly Fit. Welcome to the Truly Fit Podcast, where we interview experts in fitness and health to expand our wisdom and wealth. I'm your host, Steve Walshuda, co-founder of Truly Fit and author of Fitness Business 101. Quick housekeeping here on the last episode. My mic turned off and I have a backup mic, but it doesn't work as well. So uh, my apologies in advance. Uh, Becca Washuda was the star. She was the guest of the episode. Uh, therefore, it only really matters that you can hear her mic because I'm not the feature of the episode and her mic was on perfectly. But I just want to apologize for anybody who is a, maybe a new listener and thinks that that is what I sound like on a normal basis. No, here and there, these things happened. Uh, in the podcast world, there's always technical difficulties. Uh, as a reminder, today is a Thursday episode. On Thursday episodes, it is just me talking about either something that is trending in the health, fitness, business communities and the medical community, or maybe guest questions or listener questions that I want to expand on today. It's going to be the latter listener questions. I'm going to take a few here and answer them. And on Mondays are the interview episodes where I interview an expert in fitness and health or someone in the medical realm or someone in the business realm who knows a lot about those. Maybe it's somebody who sells real estate to people in the fitness and health and medical realm. Maybe it's somebody who can help us with our taxes, specifically people in the fitness and health and medical industries. And that is what I like to do. I like to help both the general population learn a little bit more about fitness and health and creating good habits for themselves. But also I believe that that is intertwined with the success of your business. If you're somebody who's in the medical realm or the fitness realm or the health realm, you're a nutritionist, you're a a life coach, whatever you are, a a personal trainer, a, a physician, No, money does not mean happiness, but it can certainly mean sadness if you don't have a lot. So we need to be successful in our business practices, which can help us organize our life better, which can help us be healthier people, both from a psychological standpoint and a physical standpoint. So that's what we try to do here. We teach health and wealth and wisdom. And today I'm going to answer a few questions. I don't look at these questions in advance. I know that there are three questions that my virtual assistant has sent to me. And I'm going to see how much time we have. I might not be able to answer all three of them. I try to keep these things under, you know, 10 to 12 minutes, make these things fast. But let's go. So the first one is, uh, hi, Steve. My gym hides their percentages from other trainers, but I know I deserve more and likely make less than some people who have just signed on to become personal trainers recently. How do I negotiate a pay raise with my manager? I'm very bad at this. Uh, as far as actually doing the practices, I know a lot about it. I've read a lot about it. Uh, I had to do it on behalf of my wife. Uh, read, not actually negotiate on her behalf, but read about it prior to her negotiating some things in her contract. We made a lot of mistakes on her first contract. I wanted to make sure we were successful in her second contract. In addition to that, uh, yes, I've had to deal with this myself. So I can pass on good information, but I, I just want to say that I'm personally, that doesn't mean because you are loaded with the ammunition that you're going to be ready to to pull the trigger, right? I'm I am bad at doing a lot of these things. But first, I think you need to think, okay, what is it that I want outside of just money? Is it just money that I want? Uh, because a lot of times what's going to happen in, the, in these negotiations, especially if a good manager is they'll give you more money, but then, then they're going to ask for something in return from you. So it's like, okay, yeah, we're going to give you a little bit more money, but, uh, there's a, you know, a, a 5 PM class that we don't have film, uh, th- that we don't have fit. And it's, uh, you know, maybe it's like something that you don't really want to do. It's like, okay, there's a, you know, 65 year old man and they just want to be stretched and you got to come to this 5 PM class. You're like, oh, well, if I need more money, I guess I have to do it. It's like, so you have to be prepared with a game plan, have all your I's dotted, have all your T's crossed and understand that they're likely going to ask something back of you when you ask something from them, right? This is sort of take something, give something scenarios when you go into management and negotiate and they likely have negotiated more than you. So they might be better at this. So you really have to prepare going into this. Is it just money that you want. And, and when I say that is sometimes it's, you know, there's a bur- there's burnout when you go into the medical industry, burnout's a big deal. So a lot of them, like my wife will negotiate, Hey, I just, I want, I need a half day off that I can 
get things done in my life. Like, how am I supposed to go to the dentist? How am I supposed to review my bills and do these things if I don't have some time to myself? So like, I'm willing to take a little bit less money or I'm willing to provide X, Y, and Z. I'm willing to cover this particular thing that no one else wants to cover here, but you have to give me this half day. So really hone in on what it is that you want. Is it just that you want more money? Do you want more time off? Do you want to start teaching a new class? Do you want maybe to come in later? You want Maybe you want to work... 10 to 6 instead of 9 to 5. Think about all the things you want before you go in there. Don't just think about the dollar amount, okay? That's first and foremost. Second, Secondly, you don't feel like you're offending anyone. A lot of that's, that's the hardest part, and it was really hard for me. It still is. is. Sometimes you feel like you're offending someone by asking for, for this money particularly. Let's, let's go ahead and say it's the business owner, right? The manager happens to be the business owner. You're at a small facility of some sort. Then you really feel like you're offending them. Go in with a dollar amount that you believe you're worth and don't, and be confident. Don't feel like you're offending someone. That's easier said than done, but I think that's important. Uh, be armed with some data, right? You, you want to know what people are making in the industry, in your area specifically. And you can also be armed with data as far as like maybe less less uh, tangible things, like things that you have provided for the company. Hey, you know, I've been here for two years now and I'm the only one who's done X, Y, and Z here. You know, I've gotten uh, 20, you know, five-star reviews, so on and so forth, right? Come on with data that's not not only supporting what you're asking for as far as the financials are concerned, but also what you have provided for the company over a certain period of time. Um, we talked about uh, take something, give something, be ready to maybe give something back. And if you're not, also be ready to say no. We talked about understanding, is it is it just your lifestyle? Is it there's a potentially burnout coming down the road? Are there things you want to negotiate outside of money? Be armed with data, I would say the, the and we talked about also being confident. The, the last thing here is, and maybe the most important thing, the first thing you need to think about is, are you ready to go nuclear? And what I mean by that is, do you have another job in mind where if you don't get this dollar amount, you may quit or you may just go do something else? Because that's a huge leverage point. If you're able to walk away from the table and use that to your advantage and say, hey, listen, you know, I really need this dollar amount. I need this dollar fifty raise if I'm going to stay here long term. Otherwise, I'm you know I'm 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 sorry to say I've been you know, I've been looking at other places that this is this is what matters to me most. Unfortunately, right now my family and I just I need the money. I'm a good worker. If you're ready to walk away and you have that leverage point, even if you're friend friendly with your manager, you may have to use it. So, are you ready to go nuclear? You can use that to your advantage. You might be offended by them saying like, hey, no, I'm not going to give you a raise. Well, then you, you might just have to leave the job if if that's what you're willing to do psychologically. But 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 really take some time. Don't just walk into some six-month review and sit down. You need, you need to have the data. You need to know what exactly it is you're arguing for. Do you just want a, a change in the dollar amount or do you want some sort of overall change to your daily workload and title and things of that nature. So that's what I would say about that. Again, I'm really bad at it. I know a lot about it. I've read a lot about it. It's, it's, it's a very interesting to have these negotiations, but it's difficult. It certainly is difficult. Okay, let's look at the second question here. That is, what is your thought on overweight or obese trainers, Steve? Well, uh, I've already done a whole podcast on this, so this must be either a new listener or uh, somebody who... Uh, forgot that I did an episode on that, but you know, I'm glad I've uh, readdressing this issue, so to speak, because I, I think my thoughts have changed on this. I guess I'll say first, you know, let's define what obese and obesity is, and it, it's a antiquated metric where most people are defined as obese. So they use they being you know physicians simply use BMI, uh, the body mass index, which is 
there's not enough variables in BMI to really give a good, uh, if you're looking at the, an individual, not a population, if you're looking at an individual to see if their weight is a problem. Now, uh, f- from a population study, that's different. And I get why I get why physicians use this because in, in a sense, when you're charting and when you're looking at o- overall populations, which they're concerned with in these studies, there, there is a correlation between you know, the, the, a high BMI and obesity and, you know, heart problems and diabetes and things of this nature. But when you're working with an individual client, you have to look at things differently. You're not just looking at BMI because, you know, I have clients who are 5'2 and they're 190 pounds and they're considered obese, but really they're, they're pure muscle. And, you know, they're 22 years old and they're athletes. So they would be considered obese as far as the BMI is concerned, but they're not obese. They're not obese by any metrics and they don't have health problems. And they're probably not going to have any health problems in the near future that are are associated with obesity. So I think we need to look at, okay, how are we measuring this? How are we diagnosing obesity? If it's just a physician diagnosing obesity through BMI, you need to do your own due diligence on your client and really see what the, 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 the variables are that matter to you and to your client when you're looking at somebody who is potentially overweight. Now, what I will say is, let's go ahead and say someone is overweight. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to give you like an avatar person here. Uh, it's a, a woman, she's uh, five, six and she weighs 250 pounds and she has, you know, 35% body fat, 38% body fat. Yeah. Okay. The, the, this is somebody who is, has all of the makings to be unhealthy. So if that is a trainer, if that's somebody who's a personal trainer, would I be concerned uh, yeah, I would be. I would be because I, I think you, you start have to ask questions. Now, we, we've all been out of shape for certain portions of our life. Maybe that personal trainer just had a baby and maybe that personal trainer is going through a divorce and maybe that personal trainer got into a car accident and they can't work out. I mean, there's all, there's all these externalities and factors. We need to look at the individual situation when making these sorts of judgments. But if you have somebody who is in this position, you know, from a, a physiological perspective for four or five, six years, and they're a personal trainer, you know, my, my hesitations are not that they don't know the body. They can know the body way better than I do. They can understand kinesiology. They can be what I call an anatomical sleuth, look at the body and say exactly what's going on. And maybe they can write you a perfect program. But it makes me think that they're not that concerned with their health and that they're not going to be able to give you tips outside of just, let's say, science-based tips, right? Being, being a personal trainer is also about motivation. It's about the head game, the mental space. It's about all the little uh, tidbits and tricks that you've learned when, by helping yourself out, whether it's a diet related or sleep related. It's, it's, a, it's a health profession, right? It's not just, you're not just looking at the body. So uh, yeah, I, I would be slightly concerned if somebody is obese uh, throughout, let's say the entirety of their career and they were a personal trainer because they, then they, they're not being introspective about themselves. All the metrics Every data point we have says if you are that obese, then you know the numbers I just gave. That that is going to be a problem for your long term health and wellness. And and as I promote as a personal trainer, you're not just somebody who is looking at the body. You're you're looking at long term health and wellness for your client. That plays into the the physiological and the psychological roles. And you should be able to give them tips on other things outside of just you know you know how to get uh, you know better posture and things of that nature. So yeah, I I do think that's a problem. Um, and, but but let, let me talk about the other end of the spectrum. It's also a problem if you're trainer is, you know, 6'3", 250 pounds of pure muscle with 4% body fat and, and is purple. And all he does all day is lift and he's obsessed with building muscle. Now that, that That's a different problem, right? That's, that is a body dysmorphia problem uh, on the other end of the spectrum, so to speak, where someone cares about their body too much. 
and, and, and they're doing it in an unhealthy way. They're willing to put any drug in their body. They're willing to take any risk to look a particular way where they're only concerned with like strength numbers and vanity and they're not concerned with their overall health. That's not a great personal trainer either. That's also somebody I'm concerned with. So I think there's, there's, you know, there's multiple ends of the spectrum where we have to look at, you know, if you were to build the ideal personal trainer, yeah, it, it's, it's fine. Maybe if at one point you would even want them to have been obese and fight that, right? Fight, fight that, that weight loss journey. Maybe you'd want them to have some sort of, um, you know, food related issue or body dysmorphia issue and have fought that and know how to get past that because they've learned something and they can pass on what they've learned, uh, through, through their struggles. But for somebody who's in it, and they can't get out of it, and they're obsessed. That's not exactly the person that I would want to be dealing with uh, as a as a health professional. Again, I'm I'm using that term uh, specifically as a health professional because I consider somebody who's a personal trainer a health professional. And that is it for today. This has been an episode of the Truly Fit Podcast. Thanks for listening in. Thanks for joining us on the Truly Fit Podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review on your listening platform, and feel free to email us. We'd love to hear from you. Social at trulyfit.app. Thanks again.